the Jane podcast, episode two. Dan cheering in the background. B for boundaries. <laughs> My favourite definition of boundaries is the distance at which I can love you and I simultaneously. And we are so poverty stricken <laughs> in boundaries and boundary making that culturally as a whole it tends to land if someone has a decent boundary it tends to land as something either fearsome scary or how very dare they rude and particularly so if someone has previously not had boundaries and suddenly starts trying to grow a few. So that change, again, as ever, is difficult for others around us. And I think it's one of the reasons why I certainly believe that being a a yogi in a cave and not having to deal with other humans is an easier, in inverted commas, path because it is the dealing with others, particularly those we have been in relationship to for a long time and have certain patterns with, that there is the most growth. So, for example, I meet a new friend... Uh, I can be as bounded as I currently am with this friend. And it'll land as just part of who I am for that person. And they get to choose whether that part of who I am is something that they are willing to engage with. But for people we have been relating to a long time, and particularly those we've been relating to our whole lives... When we start to develop our own edges, it can feel disrespectful, it can feel painful, it can feel scary, it can feel like powerlessness, abandonment, (laughs) all sorts of things. And we have to be in a state of enough neutrality with this practice of finding our own edges in order for it to land as neutrally as it can for the other. Because as within, so without. And when we have our own inner, uh, let's say, discomfort with putting in these boundaries, the other person on an energetic level feels that. And it'll create more pushback and it'll create more um, dissatisfaction, I guess, in the relationship. So there's a, there's a ride in learning to create healthy boundaries for ourselves. And it obviously doesn't just begin with, oh, okay... 
yes, I realise I'm doing too much for this person or I'm allowing this person in too much, I shall put in a boundary. Because we need to know what is going on for us. So the subtlety of of the work of undomesticating ourselves or healing from codependency or becoming more of our own person, becoming our authentic self, if you like, is figuring out where our patterns are, where they serve us, and where they don't. So because we've been brought up in such domesticated, codependent culture, we believe that we have to put everybody's, everybody else first, that that is more important than putting ourselves first, because putting ourselves first is selfish. No one ever tells you that in order to be able to do things for other people, you have to put yourself first, because you have to have enough energy in the tank in order to do things for other people. So there we all are out there, leaky hoses, leaking all our energy on everybody else, trying to fix everybody else, trying to look after everybody else, trying to protect everybody else. And we're so outward focused that we can't see that meanwhile we are drained of life force. So relating healthily is about the dance of how can the energy that I give out come back? And it's not about it becoming transactional. It's not about I do this for you, you do that for me. It's about each of us being accountable for our own needs, which, rewind a little way, we need to figure out what those are. Because a lot of the time, our need is to help other people, to fix other people, to rescue other people. That feels like a need. It's not a need. That is a codependency <laughs> and part of our domestication, you know, that we grew up and I, you know, every generation before us for the foreseeable past, every generation, we all grew up with this expectation that we were supposed to fix our parents' feelings, that we were responsible for things as children that we really weren't and couldn't be responsible for, that we had no control or any power that the only way to be safe was to be pleasing and a lot of other, frankly, fallacies. That when we are in right relation to ourselves, we can start to eke away from those patterns and those beliefs which are incredibly limiting and damaging. But it means that we start becoming a bit of an outlier. And there will be phases where, to coin NVC's phrase, we baby giraffe a lot. You know, we are trying to stand up and walk and run and our legs are completely all over the place. We don't know how to be in this world without this structure of codependency, without this sort of like armouring of codependency. Um, and domestication and it's a long time journey and there are those of us who have noticed it early maybe who then go off into the avoidance side so just like with attachments there are there is anxious and avoidant and secure the spectrum of peopling if you like tends to go from 
the person who needs to be needed, who is a rescuer, who only feels okay about themselves if they've managed to rescue everybody else they've met that day, all the way through to people who just avoid everyone else, are quite angry, defensive, aggressive, may just do anything in order to create a wall between them and the other. Because those are basically the two patterns <clears throat> at the extreme end of the spectrum where for us to cope with where we're at <clears throat> in terms of relating to other people, certainly. And so it's about finding our way from either end, from either polarity at the end of the spectrum, ping-ponging back and forth towards a more neutral place. And it may well be that in different relationships we, we tend to be nearer one end of the spectrum to the, than the other because it may depend on what is feeding our system. So in a certain relationship, we may be more the clingy, the needy, we need to be needed, I want to rescue you, I need to make you feel better. And on the, with a different person, in a different relationship, we may be the more avoidant. And I certainly see that in myself. Um, there are certain relationships where, in comparison to the whole picture of my life, I am far less at the ends of the spectrum than I used to be. But I still have certain people in my life where I'm more of the people pleaser, more of the person who needs to be needed, and there are relationships in my life where I'm far more likely to be nearer the avoidant end. And in my world, the people I'm nearer the avoidant end are the people who have at any time had some power over me. So that would be my parents I tend to be more avoidant with. Um, anyone in my family I tend to be more avoidant with. Whereas with friends who I've chosen, there are friends who I'm really quite neutral with. And then there are also friends who I tend to slip into the um, enabling end of the spectrum. So it's all just a journey. There is no right or wrong. I see now why people say it's all just about awareness because it's not about change, it's not about growth, it's not about trying to be something other than we are. It's just about being aware of where we're at. Oh, today I'm in this pattern where... You know, I'm feeling the need to be needed or I'm feeling that I'm putting too much energy into this person and I need to reclaim some of that myself and I need to figure out a way of being adult enough because that's what we're... Culture trains us to live as a wounded child. I need to be adult enough to figure out how I can reclaim my energy for myself without, you know, abandoning this person... <laughs> Or, or worse still, sort of pushing them away. <clears throat> so how do I find the place where I can find a neutral boundary that serves me? Because in serving me, I also then get the opportunity to model that healthy relating to another. <clears throat> and there has been a... There has been a bigger shift for me once I realised that by staying in my patterns with certain people, not only am I disrespecting myself, but I'm disrespecting them because I'm not offering them the opportunity of seeing the true me. <clears throat> and this gift of modelling, looking after self while still being loving to another. So 
healthy boundaries being the distance at which I can love you and I simultaneously. And as most of us struggle so much with self-love at the best of times, you know, it can be quite the ride. And again, as I said in the last episode, the, the people who have been the most help for me with boundaries have been the animals. They, when they are gifted the autonomy that they can possibly have in a domesticated culture, which is not a lot of autonomy, when they're gifted the choice in things, they show exemplary, clean, neutral boundaries. They don't carry anything forward with them. If they've had to put a boundary in with one another or with me, when it's done, it's done. There isn't any wounded child in them or in the other that requires soothing at that stage. So their neutrality in boundaries has been the biggest gift for me. And it also relates to the boundary between life and death. So their neutrality in that boundary has been such a gift because it has modelled for me something that is deeply honouring and respectful of death and yet doesn't hold on to it, <laughs> cling, to, cling to what was and is no longer in this physical form, gives me a model for more healthy relating. And it's ironic that the models that I have who best define healthy relating are people who themselves are fully domesticated, these horses and these dogs are not able to make their own choices in the big scheme of things. They have limited choices in their lives, but I give them the most choices that I can whilst also being responsible for their care. And this is why domestication of animals and people is such an ethical dilemma, because I can't know what is right for them except on an intuitive, energetic level. And even then, I am a human. My tendency is to put stories on things and to look at the history of that person, that relationship, and project that into the future in a certain way. Which brings us to the living in the now. If all we have is this moment in the now, Where would I do things differently? How would I be different? How would I show up differently in this world if now is all we've got? It's why so many people have said, you know, if they, if they think about this the last day on earth, what would they do with their time? Most of the time it wouldn't be the things we have been domesticated into. Most people wouldn't spend their last day going to work. Most people wouldn't spend their last day sitting on the sofa or watching EastEnders, or whatever. Some people would, but a lot of people wouldn't. So it comes down to figuring out what's mine, what's not mine, which everything does ultimately. Figuring out how, how, how best to care for self. And on the back of that, learning 
where we are able to be in relation to others and where we need to draw in and look inward and support ourselves. And there is so much in boundaries. Like, there is so much in each of the themes I've chosen to talk about that there is... It feels like not even having scratched the surface to have said what I've said. And because everything is interconnected, it's impossible to speak of one subject without speaking about all the others. And so again, that brings us to the, you know, where are my patterns in terms of thoughts and words? Do I tend to be obsessive in one area? Do I tend to be avoidant in another area? It comes down to everything in life, really, that we are continually sort of like moving up and down on different spectrums of different aspects of things, and each one interrelates with each other, like a spider's web tugging in one, on one's thread and the whole thing moves. And it does come down to where is my awareness? Where can I be kind to myself? And where can I find the neutrality? Because remaining neutral, when it is truly neutral and not just sort of a, an act, brings us to the centre of the spider's web from where we can orient and set off from and fix any part of it that we need to. When we're at a, you know, a, a far end of a thread in either deep avoidance or great people-pleasing, it's very difficult to maintain um, an overarching picture of the whole system the whole network so on that note i'm going to leave this here and i'll speak to you all soon take care bye bye